Blog Talk Radio. High Frequency Radio. Peace to the gods, peace to the gods. You are listening to the hottest radio network on the planet. I'm Yusavel here. I want to introduce to everyone a new host and a new show. She got, you know, she real talking about big ass mouth. I think y'all <laughs> gonna like it and everything, you know. Talking a lot of things. I think she need to jump on the mic. She got a few things to say, y'all. So I want to say peace to the God. Peace you know, to the God. Just checking it out. I'm gonna turn it over to her. Hey, hello everyone. My name is Chauncey Williams. And I'm so glad to be here with you guys today. You know, today we're going to be talking about why I'm excited for the other side of COVID-19, okay? But I also have a guest with me who's going to uh, chime in with her expertise. Her name is Shoni Sharper. Shoni, say hey to the people. Hello, hello, hello. Peace, kings and queens. So... If you read what today's topic is about, there are a few things that we're going to be exploring, okay? The first is that anytime there's a crisis, okay, the first thing that happens is panic, okay? So there's a difference between how the masses and the elite handle any crisis situation, okay? The masses always panic, and there are a few reasons for that, and we're going to talk about it, but the elite handle crisis, wealth, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, they handle it the same way because they live their lives based off of law and not what the masses do, hear, or say. So we're going to explore some of these concepts. We're going to talk a little bit about lessons that we've learned from the last crisis, or I should say we should have learned since the last crisis, everybody know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the mortgage panic of 2007 to 2009, okay, that bear market. And then we're going to talk about what I deem to be the real essence of a crisis. And I, I define that as being really just a shift in wealth, if you want to look at it from the way that I'm looking at from it the perspective I'm coming from. It really is just a shift of wealth that keeps happening. And I want to bring some information to the people so that we all can start asking ourselves, why do we continue to do the same dumb things time and time again? Okay. Because I don't know about you, but the last crisis that they put out there and the panic started, Oprah's show did not go under. McDonald's didn't go under. Most major fortune 500 companies didn't go under. And in essence, there were some people who were preparing that had realized from the previous shift, which was the internet bubble uh, crisis of 2000, the people that took heed and learned about laws and information from 2000, and then when 2007 and 2009 happened, those people were the people that became wealthy and enjoined a different classes. They stepped out of masses, and they stepped into the class of the elite. So that's why I'm excited because if you look at the shift in wealth, they always come on the other side of a crisis. Okay. So now I'm going to give Shoni the floor real quick so that she can tell you 
some of the things that she's going to be contributing to this conversation. So pretty much, and guys, she just put me on the spot here. Um, I'm just going to basically, whatever topic she's talking about, I'll just weigh in on my perspective based on almost 20 years as a financial advisor. So, you know, um, some of the posts that I've been talking about on social media is talking about, like, everybody's seen all the, why, why is all the CEOs leaving? Well, their terms are only between three and five years. That's one. And for the most part, every time there's a huge sell-off in dividends, when the company buys, when the corporation buys back their dividends, they are essentially making the money, okay? They're making the money. And when the pandemic hits, they've already took all the money out of the corporation, okay? So if you've got cash flow and you declare yourself a dividend, that means you're getting a payment and you buy back the stock. That means people will put their money in. They're not getting a dividend payment. Why? Because their stock got called back, okay? So imagine being a hard-earned investor, putting your money into this corporation, thinking that you're going to get the benefit of a dividend, and then guess what? The CEO calls it back. He gets the, the bonus. He gets the dividends because that's why he bought it back. He got the dividend payout because they already knew there was going to be a bear market coming, right? So you take all the money and then you exit the corporation. Well said. Well said. Now, I want to give you guys opportunity. If you're on, please send us a chat. Let's engage in the conversation, whatever. And um, so the first thing that I want to talk about, though, is I said that the elite, they understand laws. Okay. They live their lives by laws. And it looks like we have a caller coming in. We're going to open this up. Uh, for your questions and your comments. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Who who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Well, I normally go by Libertatum. Uh, All right. It was a surprise that Yusuf L. said a new show. I like y'all's area of expertise. Um. I was going to add, I saw a video the other day that I thought was interesting because you said what's going to come out on the other side of this crisis. Um, The video was talking about a total monetary change. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of the, it was clips of the world leaders talking about what's coming. It is a world monetary system that, the Federal Reserve probably won't be done away with. They'll just be more like a public figure They um, because people are used to using the notes, but it's going to be a primarily digital currency. Oh, and Now, what I found interesting about that was about a month before I saw that, I saw an article where the Walmart family transferred 21% of the Walmart shares to the family trust. Uh And people was wondering what in the world's going on, and you just happen to be hitting on how they operate. Correct. People need to pay attention to what they're doing because they are taking things out of the normal market, my opinion, to protect their assets. Oh, of course. 
So really, you know, if we look at, so one, one of the things that always interests me is that why we don't really do our research and kind of go back into to, to what's really going on. So I'm a firm believer that commonwealth can only be built by common practices. So the things that we all know and that we're told by the masses, your Charles Schwab, Fidelity Investors, and so forth, those are the ones that, you know, are going to tell us what they know. And you got to ask yourself, the person that's calling themselves a so-called financial advisor, how are they going to help you build millions or billions when they don't have it themselves? Because they're working a regular job, okay? So mm-hmm. we already know from use of teaching, working a job by someone else is never the answer to having the kind of wealth that you really desire because the person paying your salary is always wealthier than you and your time, sweat and equity is helping to build their wealth. They may be paying you something, but let's, let's not kid ourselves and let's tell ourselves the truth that they are the one who is actually building the wealth. So when I look at the stock market, now my experience comes from right out of high school. I went right to banking. Okay. Uh, I've always had entrepreneurial spirit. We'll talk a little bit about my entrepreneurial spirit and what I've learned in different shows, but I'm an investigator by nature. I'm the type of person, I'll hear what you say, but then I'm also going to go and investigate it so that I don't be, I don't, I don't follow everybody until I know for sure that what they know is really what they know. Okay. And so I started looking into, you know, from banking, my, I, I progressed through, you know, uh, being a loan officer, getting into mortgages. And when I became self-employed was because of the last crisis, which was the mortgage crisis, right? But Shoni and I, we were in the thick of doing mortgages at the time. And um, so I said, wow, I didn't see it coming. I saw something coming, but I didn't know what it was. Out on the outside of that, what I started noticing was that stocks became unbelievably, on the outside of that, affordable, right? All the stocks became affordable. I started noticing that investors, although a lot of investors, the ones who, who really know what they're doing, uh, while other people lost their investments, the smart ones bought more. Their portfolios grew. I happen to live in a place in Florida called the Villages, and anybody that knows about the Villages, it is a city that has grown by leaps and bounds and has never stopped. So right during the mortgage crisis, living in that area, I never saw construction stop. If anything, construction doubled, and that was perplexing to me because if I was looking at the news, everybody was talking about people are losing their homes. Everybody was talking about 401ks are gone. What are we going to do? Everybody was in a panic, but where I was living, people were actually building more homes than ever before. That caused me to also do some research because I'm like, well, how is this possible? I've always been a fan of the Oprah Winfrey show. Why is her show not getting canceled? I just started asking myself some critical questions. And what I came to discover, if you would look at when the stock market started, okay, the stock market started, not the U.S. stock market, but the first stock market started in the late 1600s. The U.S. stock market started in the early 1700s. But if you go through, all you got to do is Google it, go through U.S. stock market crashes and bear markets, what you're going to notice in the name that's attributed to that crash, you're going to see mania, you're going to see crisis, 
Panic of this year, panic of that year, panic of this year, panic of that year. You're going to see the word panic more than anything else. But more importantly, then you're going to see a crash, all right? And a bear market is when you have an extended amount of time when the markets are low, okay? So we had that in 1929, Wall Street crash of 1929, which on the outskirt of that, we had a recession from 1937 to 1938. Then we go back down, everything rebounded, right? Because what goes up must come down, all right? So we're not, we're talking about laws of polarity, okay? Gravity, as scientists will tell us. But so this is my question is, is we have all the information. If we just go back and look and not forget the lessons that we're supposed to learn, we have all the information on what's going on. It's a panic, and the panic is going to lead to, now we see people are losing their jobs, Right? Then we're going to have a lot of people that are going to start filing for unemployment. People are not going to be able to pay their bills. They're going to lose their homes. They're going to, well, I should say their homes are going to be put into foreclosure. They, your home don't have to be lost if you follow Yusuf. But for the masses, we're talking about the masses, because for the masses, all what's happening is a shift of the wealth. So you were led to believe that if you follow these common ass practices and put your money somewhere believing that it was going to grow, and yes, you saw evidence that your money grows, but you didn't have a crystal ball, and you don't need one, because if you look at the history of the stock market, you would know that this was going to happen, and you should know the signs of when it's going to happen. It's called a panic. There has to be a panic that happens, okay? So right now, we're in the midst of the panic. After the panic is going to come a recession, okay? So the recession happens, okay? And then after the recession happens, then what's going to happen? The shift of wealth, okay? Because the people that, are, that go follow the mass practices, they're going to be subject, subjugated to unemployment, okay? You're going to, uh, if you don't have credit built up and so forth, you're going to be put in a position where when the government causes the shift, because they're going to come out and we see the stimulus packages, people getting excited about stimulus packages. I don't understand why you would get excited about something towards the return of your money. It ain't like they're giving you money of theirs. They're just returning your own money back to you because they caused the panic. Okay? On the other side of this, if you've been listening to Yusuf and you start listening to some of the things that we're going to be teaching you about credit and having the ability to use your word to get what you want and how to use that for leverage, then you should be excited that this is happening. I've been waiting for the next crisis to happen because since the last one, I've been doing research, okay? Many people became wealthy on the outskirts of the last crisis and it continues to happen just google stock market crashes and bear market that is what we're in so if you're a person who starts to look at the uncommon messages not the messages that are given to the masses okay because this only affects the masses the elite will not be affected they will start to prosper even more and that's because they know some things that we fail to take note of, okay? So if we would have just taken note of and said, scratched our head and said, okay, from 2000, we, we recovered the scare of Y2K, okay? I was scared livid. I was in high school, and I thought the world was going to end because of the panic that they created about the computers and the dates and blah, 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 blah. It was a panic, okay? That panic happened. 
I wasn't smart enough at that time to recognize that the panic did not affect everybody. It only affected the masses, okay? It did not affect the elite. So I graduated, got into banking, and then when it happened in 2007, okay, then I started to say, wow, this is happening to banking, and I'm in, I'm in this field. I've got to start doing my research to figure out what the hell is going on, okay? Because it wasn't something that, did, that I didn't know that didn't happen. Of course, I experienced Y2K like everybody else, okay? But I was wise enough to say, why are some people prospering in this, and why are other people losing everything? They're losing their mind. They're fearing. They're losing their money. What is the reason why this is happening, okay? So if you do your research and stop being told, and it starts with laws because laws are immutable, they don't change. You got to know the laws first. And then secondly, you got to start following people who know what the hell they're talking about. If the masses are listening to them, trust me, that person probably doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't follow the popular people. I don't. Because I've learned by reviewing the laws that the laws and the information we need to know are not popular. That is not the popular thing, okay? So many people like Yusuf, follow Yusuf. He doesn't care because he knows the law. He could care less whether you like him. He knows what he's talking about. So today, I'm going to open it up for another person to make a comment, but I just want, I don't know, I want to know from somebody, have you actually Googled, okay, panics, worldwide crisis, and stock market crashes, okay? If somebody's done that, you can jump on and, 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 and give us a chat, but I'm going to open it up and maybe this person here has actually Googled it and wants to chime in. All right, caller, what's your name? Give us some information. Caller, are you there? Okay, that caller isn't there. Let's try another one. All right. Caller, you are on the line. What's your name? Hello, caller, are you there? All right, let's move to another caller. Five six seven two zero two seven. You there? I can hear something back there, but I don't Okay, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna stay on the line. I'm just gonna go to another caller real quick. All right. Okay, caller, you're on the line. Yeah, you brought me back. Here uh, we go. All right. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, take up too much of your time how does someone actually contact you okay so i have since my you're since number. you're in banking and familiar in banking okay my toll-free number is 888-323-9223 and if you're listening you do have a question you want to hit one on your phone now, I have – this is one thing I've, I've, you know, talking about the panics. A lot of people like Robert Kiyosaki. I will say I like him, but I don't – and I've learned some things from him. He talks about these panics, 
He loves them. He said it's when he makes the most money. Absolutely. But I've been waiting for it. He says that's <laughs> when, yeah, he said that I, I've never, ever did anything with the stock market. But I told Kudos my wife to me, my just brother. the other day, I told my wife the other day, I'm watching this crisis because everything is starting to drop. Mm-hmm. And it might be the best time to take a few thousand dollars and drop in the stock market. Because yes. there's After going to be a bottoming out. Yeah. And if you're go- and what what the lady's talking about, the masses, everybody needs to quit listening to the mainstream media, the nightly news. That's that's the message for the masses. Absolutely. Start going online and reading like Bloomberg. Start reading Forbes. Uh, Absolutely. Start reading. Go, if you have to listen to mainstream, go to Fox Business. At least they one. will somewhat tell the truth. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you said so, somewhat because, you know, in college I studied mass media uh, thought I was going to be a journalism and all this, and I realized that journalism and news is about selling tickets, about selling commercials. It is not about providing information, which is why you can see so much swinging from the left to the right, from Fox to CNN, MSNBC, all of these different news networks. There, if, if we're reporting the truth, how can all these have a you know such variances in in the messages that are being said but really the news is not the news the news is to persuade the news is to sell tickets people like more people will listen to uh, a fable than the truth that's just that's just the truth of uh, of the matter is more people will believe a lie or gossip than they will the hard cold truth so you're absolutely right when you say don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. Uh, doesn't mean that I'm not informed or aware, but I don't watch the news because I know personally from college and how they train you that they are not to report the news. I would write a news story and my professor would go through and mark and say, take this out. Okay, phrase this this way. And it would totally change the story. And she said, you're an excellent writer. What you've got to learn is how to sell a story. And I said, well, I thought we were supposed to be reporting the truth, right? People don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear a story that feels good, sounds good, is wrapped up in conspiracy, crisis, and panic. That is what sells. But as you mentioned, Robert Kiyosaki, I love him. I I do uh, listen to him a lot. Uh, His book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you haven't gotten it, this is a good time to read it uh, and get it. Uh, if you don't like to read, then, you know, you probably shouldn't listen in because you won't learn anything if you're not willing to read. And if you don't know how to read, that's still no excuse because you can get the book on audio, Audible. Okay? So, yes, I'm saying that because I've learned from Yusuf, you have to tell people the truth whether they like it or not. Okay? So if you're not willing to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, why even have a conversation? Because you still don't get it. But you're absolutely right. Giving your money. Now, I'm going to let uh, Shoni talk about, I heard her define what a stock was, and it, it, it put so many light bulbs open for me because she used to work for American Express and have her Series 66 and 7 licenses and all of that. And I heard her one day say this to someone, her definition of what a stock is. Shoni, tell them. All right, guys. Hi, I'm back. So if you think about what a stock really is, 
when you give your money, you decide to buy a share, they tell you it's ownership in the corporation. But how many of you own stocks, have ever made a decision? <laughs> you know, what it is is it's profit sharing, supposedly, but you don't have the power to decide. The only power you have is to share or sell your stock at whatever price it's going to sell for at whatever time you choose to. That's the only power you have. So a stock really is a corporation figuring out a way to get money or, you know, earn cash. This is from American citizens, right? Anybody can buy one. There's no credit. Are y'all doing credit checks on them? Nope. No credit All you're doing to buy is looking stock. At, hold on. All you're doing is looking at their financials. How many people actually go and look at the balance sheet, the financial statement? I would say probably less than 5% because a lot of you are either going to a brokerage firm like American Express, which is where I started my career. But think about that, guys. Uh, you're giving your money to a corporation. If they lose it, there is zero consequence. Zero, zero. accountability <laughs> to you. Like, yeah, like there's nothing that they have to guarantee to you. There's no guarantee. The only guarantee you have is if you're savvy enough to be a trader. The traders are making money because this is their career. They're going to put money in the market and they're going to trade. They're going to buy low and sell high. How many, how many people are just putting money in 401ks, which is in the stock market? Or your company, you work for a company who puts your pension money in a stock market fund. When the money is gone, no one is going to jail for that. It's risky. Now, if you're a day trader, of course, this is a great career for you because you're watching the market. But everyday people, you're putting your money in the market thinking that this is how you build wealth. If you're a day trader, this is exactly how they're building wealth because this is their job. But if you're just buying stocks, or you're, you're giving your money to a firm, is the firm going to return your money when they lose it because they chose the wrong stock or they didn't get you out in time? No. So all the stock is is a, corpor- a way for a corporation to build capital. Build, not build, yeah, get capital without a credit check or any of that. What if their financials look like, you know, shit? Do y'all even know what that means? If not... I'm going to give you a real scenario <laughs> of what you can look at. We all know McDonald's, right? Yeah. All right. I just wrote this post about March 18th. All right. And it says the main reason that CEOs buy their stock back is so that they can cash in. There's another reason. Now, Warren Buffett, if you know about his company, Berkshire, you already know one stock is over $200,000 just to buy one stock, right? How many people are buying that? The wealthy people buy it, but they don't issue dividends. So that wouldn't even matter because he doesn't even give a, a dividend. <laughs> but corporations that issue dividends, you give your money. Now it's at the peak. You know, the peak is made more money than it's ever made. They call back your shares, and then they issue a dividend so that, the CEOs and top execs can get all the wealth. Then the stock goes down, right? Okay. I think we have a question. We have a question. Keep talking. Okay. So how many of y'all are told you should have three months in savings for hard times, right? Yep. I'm going to tell you about McDonald's. All right, caller. No, sir. 
Hello? What's up? What's up? Uh, you're in a 507 area code. You have a question? Stephanie Lamb? Okay, I can email her and have her give you a call if you like. Go ahead. All right, guys, you have to bear with us. We're new to this platform, so we're figuring out all the, the bells and whistles and buttons and things, okay? Well, let me go ahead and finish telling you about McDonald's. Everybody's probably had some fries, milkshake, hamburger, or something from McDonald's, right? Now, you're told to be responsible that you should have at least three months minimum saved in savings in case of hard times, like this. How many people need to bail out? Because they don't have those savings, right? Emergency savings. All right. Now think about corporations. Shouldn't they have money in savings in case of a crisis like this? Exactly. (laughs) So let me tell you about McDonald's. McDonald's ended 2019 with $21.1 billion in revenue. But guess what? If you looked at their balance sheet, but if you looked at their balance sheet for the year of 2019, they only had $898.5 million in cash. Out of $21.1 billion, you only have less than $900 million. That's only two weeks of sales. So we're told to have three months of savings. McDonald's only had less than $900 million. That's less than two weeks. Two weeks of sales and savings. So guess what, guys? They're probably going to need a bailout. Why? Because they're losing money. Not only are they losing money because we can't go and eat, you know, but they're also losing money because workers can't go to work in certain areas, okay? So they can get bailed out, but American people, we can't get bailed out because we're, we're told we're not responsible. But y'all keep giving them your stock money, though. You keep giving your money to buy stock. Okay, yeah. And this is the thing that I, you know, just want people to realize, okay, Right now, we're in the thick. We're in March. So this is the thick of this panic, okay, called COVID-19. If you go down to Wikipedia, okay, Wikipedia would have been the first thing that came up if you actually Google list of stock market crashes and bear markets. What does it say for the next stock market crash, 2020 stock market crash, the COVID-19 outbreak? Cause supply distribution leading to the fastest U.S. stock market plunge from record highs into a correction, okay, and subsequently a new bear market, okay. So the bear market is when things are down for an extended period of time. Because if you if you have have your money in the stock market, your advisors are always going to tell you don't be a day trader and don't look at look at it every single day because they know there are going to be days throughout the year where it's up and down, up and down. But at the end of the year, do you have a positive? Is how they're telling you okay, this is a good investment vehicle because, okay, we might have lost some money on January 13th, but by the end of January 31st, it was back up. How many of you heard of the tale of the tortoise and the hare? Okay, something that some of us may have known. It's something that we were taught, you know, in preschool, kindergarten. Some of you know it and some of you don't, but I'm going to give you the short version of the tortoise and the hare. Okay, so if you watch Bugs Bunny, I love Bugs Bunny uh, version of it, and it's where Bugs Bunny is talking all this noise because he knows he's faster than the tortoise, okay? So they take out on a race, okay? And because Bugs Bunny knows, wow, 
I'm way faster than, than the turtle, okay? So he's chilling along the way of the race. He's chilling. He got relaxed, okay? He's partying with his friends over here. He actually saw the finish line, but what did he do? He went to sleep and took a nap. If you go back and look at what the tortoise did, no, he didn't get out of the gate fast. No, he didn't uh, beat anybody real quickly. But what he did was he, he did the race, and he was consistent, and he did not stop. If you understand laws, okay, and Yusuf is a master of teaching you laws, you understand that you got to be consistent, and you got to be sure. The tortoise, what can we learn from the tortoise? I don't need to get there fast. Okay, and I don't need to get there quickly, but surely I need to get to the finish line. All right. So the stock market has lulled people time and time again into believing because they see some signs of speed. Wow. I put my money in there. And wow. One year I earned 29 percent. So I'm going to leave it there because why? Your advisor tells you you'd be a dummy to take the money out. Right. The stock market is Russian roulette. That's all it is. You might as well go to Vegas and put your money in blackjack because it's the same principle. You're going to, they tell you, losing money is a part of the game, but you got to be in the game for the long run. I'm sorry. You do not have to be in that game for the long run. You absolutely don't. My number as an advisor, okay, and I don't call myself an advisor. Let me tell you why I don't call myself an advisor. Because that's a word that is meant to make other people feel like I'm supposed to tell you what to do. When I'm talking to people, we have a conversation about where is their end goal, and I give them some strategies that can help them choose the path that's right for them. I will never tell you in a million years that if you don't know what you're doing and you haven't become a master at it, that putting your money in the stock market is something you shouldn't do. I'd be a dummy to say that because as soon as the market gets out of recession, the bear market starts to climb, I will be one of the first to buy some shares. I will buy them, but I'm going to tell you what, it's not my long-term strategy like those financial advisors. I don't need a financial advisor to pay that person to to lose my money. All I got to do is look at the stocks myself. So do your research. It's never bode well for anybody to put their trust in another person for their own financial gain. Okay, so I don't know if you guys read, okay, I'm going to tell you a passage that I love, okay, and I'm going to hit some points out of it, but a passage that I love that I think is really gangster because all it's doing is teaching financial principles, and it's in the Bible, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 29, okay, I'm going to simplify this story. It's talking about a, a, a master that leaves and gives three servants a different amount of wealth, okay? He gives one five talents, one two talents, and another talent. And he and this is what I love. It was given to each one of the servants based on their ability. That's verse 15. So the master, call it the universe, call it God, call it whatever you want, source energy, lots and lots of ways to look at it, okay? Uh, but it gives... You're going to be given in life. Everybody's given a life seed. So you can't complain that somebody, if you're given two, two seeds and somebody else is given five, you can't complain about the person that's given five. The reason why is because that person has more ability than you have. So if you want more, work on your ability. Read, study, stop being a follower and learn how to be a leader. Every leader is a reader. 
okay? Yusuf tells you lots of books to read. I'll be telling you on my shows lots of books to read. But if you want to be a leader, you'll be given more than the average person. We're talking about the difference between the masses and the elite. And when I say the elite, I'm not saying that to say that someone's better than another person. I'm saying the elite know things that the masses will not take the time to learn. So the master gives the servant one five talents, one two, one one. He goes away for a time. And I want you to look at him going away as being this lax attitude that people have taken when they put in their money. They've listened to people about the stock market, okay? They put their money in there, all right? And then they're leaving it up to another person to grow and advise their money. Why would you give your money to another person to grow for you and not not understand what's happening? Because if you did the research yourself, first of all, you wouldn't pay somebody to put money in the stock market when you can do it yourself. You can go online, and there are lots of online trading platforms where you can do it yourself. But that will require for you to read and study what stock you should buy. Okay? So it goes back to you taking accountability for your own information and your own actions. Okay? So he gives these three servants money. The one he gave five talents, it says that that one went out into the marketplace and traded. That word is talking about he became self-employed. He put something, he used leverage. And that's how he was able to double five talents into 10. You can't double your abilities by working for another person. I don't care who's getting offended by that. That is true. You can only use your time, equity, and your talent and double them when you are in control of them. Not saying don't do business with other people. I'm saying when you're doing business with other people, you should be owning your own equity in your effort and your time and your sweat equity. That's called being an entrepreneur. I'm not telling you to change the field. I'm saying whatever it is you do. Lots of people are teachers. You don't have to teach in a school. You can start your own school. There are plenty of people that hire private teachers for their students. Become an entrepreneur, okay? The second one that was given two talents, he went out, and it says, and if you read the scriptures, it says that he went out, and he gave his money, and he put it to an exchanger. Now, what that's talking about is, is being wise with your talents. If you put your money in a bank, you're going to, and it says, and, and, and the master says that that's what he did. The least you could have done is put the money in a bank and earn some interest. You could have done something, because the guy that was given two talents, that's what he did. He, and he doubled the two talents, Okay. The guy that was given one talent, and again, he was only given one talent because of his ability. He went and hid it. He did nothing with what was given to him. Then the master comes back, and he says, let's talk about what's happened. The guy that had five talents came happily and said, look, I took five talents, and I doubled it into ten. The one that took that two talents, he said, I took your two talents, and I doubled it into four. Okay? Both of them were excited, and they both were told, well done, good and faithful servant. I, I made you a ruler over little. Now I'm going to make you, I'm sorry, I made you, uh, hold on, let me find the scripture. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You're going to be a commander over much. I gave you a little, but now I'm going to make you a commander over much. But the one that had the one talent, he had all kinds of excuses, all kinds of of, of, of reasons of why he did not perform well. And we're talking about money here. Verse 27 makes it very clear. We're talking about money. 
Okay, so a lot of people talking about talent. Oh, he was talking about the, your gifts and your abilities. No, this scripture is talking about money. Verse 27 tells us that. Okay, but the one that had one, he had all the excuses. Read the text. I shouldn't have to break it down for you, but read the text. And what you'll find out is, is the master says, I'm going to take what I gave you and I'm going to give it to the one that has 10. And here's the verse right here. For everyone that has, shall be given. You got to have something. What is the have you got to have? You got to have wisdom and knowledge to know what to do with what's given. And if you have that, you're going to go into abundance. But from him that does not have, what you have in your hands is going to be taken from you and given to the one that has the most. So you guys have heard the rich become rich and the wealthy become wealthy. That is law. That is not people sitting up being cruel. That is law. Okay, now let's open this up to someone else. Okay, now let me say this. If you're on, I see people are on and you want to make a comment, you can call in and you can make a comment. Okay, the call in number is 424-222-5250 and then you need to press one. If you press one, it's going to let me know that you have a question. I'm going to take another question here from someone that I see that just press one. Caller, you're on the line. What's your question or comment? Caller, are you there? Yes, I just pressed one. There we go. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's your comment or question? I'm just listening in. That's all. Oh, you're just listening? Okay, well, you pressed one on your phone, so I thought you had a question. All right, hun. Let's go to the next caller. Oh, guys, only push one if you uh, have a question. All right, I see some questions popping up. Caller, you're yeah, on the line. Your question or comment? Can you hear me? Yeah, Hello, can, you can you hear me? me? Yes. All right, wonderful. I just want your phone number because you gave it out, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get it. Can I have it, please? Oh, yes, it's 888-323-9223. And that's going to be the number that you guys call if you want to have a personal conversation about alternative and uncommon wealth building strategies, okay? So these are things that you are not going to hear, and I'll tell you why you aren't going to hear it. Because the circle of people that are doing this, those of us that do it, we can't put it out there and create a commercial because it's not for everybody. Everybody's not going to do it, and it is not for everybody. So a lot of times people say, oh, well, if it's such a good way of building wealth, why isn't there any commercials? Why isn't there marketing? Guess what? We don't do that. We don't put it out there. That's right. It's not going to be good because it'll be a waste of money. (laughs) All right? So he wanted that number. Did you have any other comments? No, I just want it one more time, one more time. 888-323-9223. Yep, 323-9223. That's correct. Perfect. Thank you so much, good system. Uh, All right, right, no problem. Another caller, I'm putting you on. All right, caller, are you there? Perfect. Thank you so much, good system. You're on the line. What's your question? What's your comment? Hello. Um. I called in, I mean, I 
tune in late to your program, but you were talking about investing. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so we started the show talking about uh, here. Let me let me just read you really quickly what this show is about. So in times of crisis, the masses are going to be motivated and move out of fear. Elite have no fear. And the reason for that is, is they know and understand that when you fear something, that's the very thing that's going to come upon you first. That's a law. Okay. So they don't fear in any situation. And then we're exploring this particular crisis called COVID-19. And I'm excited about it, actually, because on the other side of COVID-19 is going to be a, a shifting of wealth. Okay. So what do I mean by that? All right. So Wealth shifts occur, and they strategically continue to occur, and that's because of the ignorance of the masses. And what I mean by ignorance is is we're not aware and we don't understand. We believe the hype of so-called financial advisors, and we follow them when they don't really understand or know anything about wealth, and I can prove that to you. They don't know anything about wealth because they're working a real job, okay? They're working a job where someone else who is wealthy is employing them. How are they going to tell you about wealth when they don't have it themselves? They can't. Okay? A teacher can't teach you anything but what they were taught. And I'm sorry, a teacher's salary is not wealth. Every last teacher will tell you that. No, I'm talking about a teacher in a school. A college professor. They're not wealthy. They're working a job just like you. So how are we going to get the information from other people in the masses when Everybody that's a part of the math class, okay, which is 93% of people, we're all just regurgitating the same information with each other. You've got to, at some point, look at your life and say, man, I've been on this roller coaster up and down so many times. If you do the same thing, you're going to get what? The same result. The same result. That's a law. <laughs> we didn't make these laws. It's the law of cause and effect. Okay, so if I want 10, I can't add four plus four and get myself a 10. I've got to do something different. And that's what we're talking about today. A lot of people are in panic mode. Right. And I'm telling you, you shouldn't be in panic mode. You should be excited. I'm so excited right now because the last crash, I did not have the wherewithal, the credit or the money set aside for when I should put money into certain places so that I can step out of the masses and into being a part of the elite, okay? The elite are not panicking right now. Every person that's a part of the masses is panicking. And that's because, I don't have to tell you why, this stuff happens consistently. I mean, as far back as the 1600s, the stuff has been going on. So you should be excited. You should be full of faith. And you should start educating yourself. Why? We all home anyway. So we're going to be doing a show daily. You're, you're, you're going to be getting this information. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to, I can't, we, I can't give it all to you. Yusuf can't give it all to you because we read, okay? Every I read an article and it talked about five multi-million dollar and multi-millionaire and billionaires. It was Oprah. It was uh, Warren Buffett. It was Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, and uh, who am I missing here? Oh, uh, Richard Branson, okay? Those five got five people. It at the article asked, "What is your morning practice ritual when you wake up?" Every last one of them said they only dedicate five to six hours of sleep. 
no more than six hours. Most of them said five, but two of them said six hours, okay? That's going to be training your body. It can be done. I don't want to hear the excuses where people talk about, oh, well, I got this ailment and I got this. I need eight hours. You believe you need eight hours because some person told you that you need eight hours of sleep and you believed it. And so your body corresponded with what they told you and what you believe. You don't need eight hours. You're giving yourself to eight, eight hours. But I, I assure you, if you work on your, your health and you train your body, you can actually uh, get get away with less than five hours. Uh, I'm trying. Zig Ziglar only did three hours a day. He dedicated only three hours of time to sleep. But all of them rolls up early, so that that means they didn't go to bed early either. Because if you're gonna rise early and you're only getting five to six hours, then that means you're getting a lot out of your day. You're being productive. Every last one yeah. of them, every single day, reads. They read. Warren Buffett reads more than anybody else. He dedicates eight to 10 hours a day reading. Wow. Okay, I'm not telling you you have to do that, but what I am saying is what can we learn? We've got to put more of our time into us. What do I want? What do I want to build? And the way that I do that is not by having a college education or what the masses can teach me. I've got to read books. We're going to be giving you lists of books. I said one book earlier. Robert Kiyosaki's book on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, okay? I'm not telling you should be a real estate investor, but there are principles that he talks about, the, the quadrant, the cash flow quadrants that you should understand. All you got to do is Google it. You guys could probably pull up a free PDF of the book. Google gives us a lot of stuff. Google Books gives you a lot of stuff. But take some time. We're at home doing nothing. Read so that on the other side of COVID, you'll know exactly what you need to do to step out of the masses and become a part of the elite. There is a huge wealth transfer that is taking place. Are you ready for it? And will you take a hold of it? You're going to need credit. You will need credit. So we'll be doing some classes on that. Not what the masses and what people are told. If you guys are chasing your credit score, you don't know credit because the credit score is irrelevant. That's how they get you running and chasing. So you're looking at a score. The score is irrelevant, and we'll, Shoni and I will prove that to you, okay? We'll teach you that. She has a phenomenal school that's getting ready to launch, and on tomorrow's show, she'll tell you how you can get ready to learn all about credit. The, one of her classes is Credit Secrets of the Wealthy. That class is beast mode, okay? You want to understand how the wealthy look at credit and what they know? You want to be prepared to get a part of that class that she's building. We're at home. We all sitting here. We got nothing else to do. So why not share some information with the people that are ready? Okay. So this is the fact that I want to leave you guys with. Okay. To become a part of the elite, you must become unconsciously competent in universal laws. And then you got to know the truth concerning money and what you need to do with it. Okay. You got to know what to do with it. Okay. Uh, also, good, great news for you guys. If you guys want to know about the credit show, I told you, we everybody got time on our hands. Shoni is going to be doing a Credit Secrets of the Wealthy snippet show tonight at 7 p.m. So you guys can tune back in. And if you're not able to tune in, you'll be able to come back on and uh, record it. But she's going to be giving you some snippets about some stuff that you need to know about credit. Because you're going to need it 
on the other side. And typically, what's the other side of the panic? If anybody's Googled what I told you to Google, stock market crashes and bear markets, you know the bear market is going to last between one to two years. Okay, so right now we're at the beginning of the crash. Then we're going to have a bear market. Okay, this is you got about two years to get yourself set up so that when things go back on the upswing, you can ride that wave, but you'll know how to do it strategically. You'll be your own advisor because why? You can go on facts and information that are tested through time and not what somebody that has a day job is telling you what to do. Okay. All right, if okay. you guys want to have individual conversations, now, today I'm working on some other things. So if you call 888-323-9223 today, you won't get me, but you can leave a message and I'll return your call. But tomorrow, after tomorrow's show, then I'm going to start taking calls from the 888 number. Today, we're working on some things with Yusuf, so I will not be answering the toll-free number today, but you guys have it. But if you want to leave a message or if you want to email me, you can email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at grace, that's G-R-A-C-E, of O-F, Goshen, G-O-S-H-E-N, dot com. Info at graceofgoshen.com. We'll talk about why I named my company that, okay? But anyways, Grace of Goshen, I think it's really good. It, it, comes, it comes from the biblical uh, land that was given to Joseph in the Bible, okay? In Genesis, when the great famine happened, there was a great famine that happened in Egypt, and Joseph gave Pharaoh the plan. He knew it was coming. He saw it. He gave him a plan, and even though he wasn't Pharaoh, he ruled all of Egypt. That is why I named my business that because I don't need a title. All I need to do is be able to rule all the wealth that I want to have. Okay. okay, so that's why I named it that. People always ask me, why do you name it? Name it that. So this is the time to prepare and to be excited. Do not go in the fear. This is time for you to be excited about what's going to happen on the other side of COVID. Okay, so I'm going to say to all of you guys out here, Stop reading the news. Stop looking at the news. All it's doing is, is driving up your fear. That's all it's doing. If you don't have it, you ain't going to get it if you don't fear it. I promise you, you won't. And all you people that's like, ah, yeah, you did attract it to yourself. I don't want to argue about laws because laws are immutable. So there's nothing to really argue about. But stop fearing. Stop fearing. There's nothing to fear right now. You should be very excited because if you start this next two years, if you start putting your plan together, you can step into financial wealth that you never thought imaginable. This is in the Bible. This is in most spiritual texts. We can, we can have conversations about that. So, uh, you know, I'm not promoting any religion, but I do read. I'm a reader. So if you read the Kabbalion, the Bible, lots of different texts, uh, they're really set telling you about the immutable law. All of them are telling you about the law. So we'll have uh -huh. conversations about that. But um, tune in tonight, 7 p.m., okay? Uh, I'll, I'll let Shoni give you some ideas about what she's going to be talking about in that show. Hey, guys. Is that 7 p.m. Eastern? Hey, guys. This is Shoni Sharper, also known as the Finance Diva. Tonight I'm going to be talking about credit, the essentials of credit, um, why it's useful in this time, 
And the in my show, it's going to be called Ask the Finance Diva. I'll talk every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. So tonight, if you have questions about credit, uh, also business credit, you can you can ask questions, but I want to talk about personal credit. If you don't have a foundation in personal credit, um, you really shouldn't be worried about business credit until you get that um, on par. So if you have any questions, you want to uh, chat it up, come back at 7 p.m. and we're going to go live. All right, perfect. Guys, we have three minutes and 30 seconds left uh, in the show. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, same time, 2.30, okay? And, um, yeah, we're, I'm going to be talking about, so to give you an idea of my show, uh, I talk about a lot of things. I'm very passionate about finances and wealth. I'm extremely passionate about spiritual laws. Uh, I think that's probably why Yusuf and I get along so well. He is such a, I've, I've learned so much about from him about the laws. I'm a huge studier um, and everything. So, but my show will be more, I won't say a variety show, uh, but there will be a little bit of variety in there. I'm a huge sports fan, but all sports is shut down right now. So uh, we can't really talk about that, but um, my show is just going to be, I'm a talker, and it always will be rooted in spiritual laws, but we will talk about things from sports to money to wealth to finances. Uh, I talk a little bit about credit, but I talk from the perspective of how that affects your wealth plan. Um, so, you know, Shoney's the, 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 the credit connoisseur for personal and business credit, credit but we both know you know, uh, all these things because we study and we listen. Uh, but my show will be on uh, daily, Monday through Friday at 2.30. So you guys can tune in and uh, bring your questions. And again, to reach me, have a conversation with me, you'll be able to do that starting tomorrow, i say at 4 p.m. We wrap up the show. There's some things we, we like to do at the end of the show. But you'll be able to uh, email me. You can email me your questions uh, now. Uh, and that's info, I-N-F-O, at Grace, G-R-A-C-E, of O-F, Goshen, J-O-S-H-E-N, info at graceofgoshen.com. Toll-free number is going to be 888-323-9223. All right. You can also go to my Facebook page, uh, Grace of Goshen, and you can uh, request a conversation. Okay, you can request the consultation. So I just want to leave you guys with this uh, tidbit nugget. Okay, and this is something that uh, I recently just started uh, studying. Okay, for basics, I believe that your wish is your command. There's actually a teaching by Kevin Trudeau about it. Google it. It's on YouTube. And uh, the four basics are who do you listen to and why? You have to be people. Your teachable index is your willingness to learn and your willingness to change. The more you're willing to learn and the more you're willing to change, that takes your teachability index uh, higher. Your training balance score, okay? So when you're, you're training, first you have your thoughts. You got to get those all lined up. And then actions. Our actions come out of our thoughts. So you spend 97 to 98% of your time making sure that your thoughts are correctly so that your actions will correspond. And then the fourth basic principle is learning and mastering information. And there are four states of learning and mastering information, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, 
and unconscious competence. Guys, Google that. You got time on your hands. Might as well Google Your Wish is Your Command by Kevin Trudeau. I mean, it's going to change your life. So it's been good. My name is Shanti Fion. It's been great chatting with you guys. And until tomorrow, let's chat it up.